Welcome to GYN Corner with Dr. McDaniel, all things health-related for women. Good morning, this is Dr. McDaniel at GYN Corner. I'm a board-certified obstetrician-gynecologist in New York City, and I'm bringing to you all things health-related for women. So let's see, today I am at the horse farm. Uh, we live in New Jersey and the horse farm is in Morganville. It's called Baymore Farms, good farm. Uh, the girls have been taking horse riding lessons, equestrian lessons for 10 years now. Well, Jill's been taking for 10 years. She started when she's five, she's 15 now. And uh, she started two weeks after her fifth birthday in January. And uh, Joy, who is 10, she's been riding for seven years since she turned, she started when she was three and a half. So we're here every Saturday and I'm walking around. We had a big snowstorm earlier in the week. We got about where we live. We got about, I think it was, I can't even recall anymore. I think it was a foot, maybe six. It was between 12 and 16 inches. I can't even recall anymore. It was between 12 and 16 inches. And here in Morganville, I think they got about 18, 16 to 18 inches. But the snow is melting and it's compacting. So I'm standing. I'm standing on snow right now. But it's, it's fairly firm so I'm not sinking through and it's about it's about maybe nine or ten inches of snow that I'm standing on so it's kind of funny uh, but today as the title indicates I am speaking about blood clots now there are lots of different types of blood clots and I'm not speaking about the clots people see when their cycles on I'm talking about the clots that we don't see because they're in the body so medically, we call blood clots in the body thrombi. If it's just one, it's thrombus. If it's multiple, there are thrombi. And a blood clot in the body is always in the vascular system. So it's in the venous system. Occasionally, it's in the arterial system. But predominantly, it's in the venous system. And clots occur for a variety or a multitude of reasons, but the most predominant reason it are um, the most predominant reasons. The top reasons are that there is a lot of turbulence in the blood vessel. So instead of the blood just flowing straight through, kind of like a highway or a motor motorcade, it uh, swirls around, swirls around like you're stirring your coffee. And as the blood swirls around, because of the uh, disturbance of the lining inside the blood vessel as it swirls around it slows down and when the flow slows down it has a chance the little cells inside of it uh, they have a chance to accumulate to, to clump up together and they form a ball of blood vessels sorry not blood vessels, a ball of blood and that's a clot a blood clot or a thrombus uh, one of the top reasons is just when someone's immobilized. So uh, say they're sitting in an airplane, 
uh, transatlantic or transpacific and say they're sitting there and they don't move. They try not to drink fluid so they don't have to get out and go to the restroom. They just sit there for eight hours immobile. They don't even stretch out their legs because they're an economy. Maybe there isn't any leg room and they're really tall. So they just sit there for six to eight hours. The blood flow is decreased because when we walk around, the muscle action in our legs actually helps to pump the blood returning to the heart back up to our heart. So uh, there's decreased blood flow when you are not mobile. So if they're sitting there on the plane for six to eight hours, the blood flow will slow down. We all know their leg ankles may get swollen. That's another factor. The ankles get swollen because the uh, the lymph system and everything is not flowing back up. So it's much easier. And that's one of the primary reasons for a blood clot in the legs, a thrombus in the legs. And we call that a deep vein thrombosis. Another reason is if someone has uh, a genetic predisposition. So there are several genetic predispositions which make them hypercoagulable. So it makes it gives them an increased risk for their blood clotting. And sometimes that will happen at the least provocation. So they may be sitting in their car on a, a relatively short trip, say two to three hours, and they could get a clot in the leg. Or surgery. So if someone's had especially pelvic surgery, that can disrupt uh, the vasculature and um, lot of scar tissue and healing. That can increase the risk of blood clots. Cancer can increase the risk of blood clots because of the um, factors that the cancer cells promote. It can affect the um, clotting behavior of the uh, cells inside our bloodstream. So those are some, oh, and pregnancy, I don't know how I could forget pregnancy. Pregnancy can do it because of the high estrogen state. So estrogen, the high estrogen state will increase the coagulability of the blood vessels. And in in the same vein, no pun intended, it will be if someone is on a high dose birth control pill uh, because of the high estrogen state, we don't have, we don't really have high dose birth control pills anymore, but they may have a slight provocation, genetic disposition, or uh, some trauma to their blood vessels, and then even a moderate dose pill might be enough to push them over the edge. And then the, I guess the last one we don't give out, um, we don't prescribe high hormone replacement as often anymore. But if someone has a slight provocation and they're on hormone replacement, they're not supposed to see so much estrogen. But for them, because they're postmenopausal, it's quite a bit more estrogen than their body is used to seeing. That too can increase uh, coagulability. And I had a colleague, uh, she had no problems. She had three pregnancies, three children, uh, uh, had been on birth control pills most of her reproductive life. She went through menopause, went on hormone replacement, and she got a a blood clot and she had a small stroke so you never know what factors may end up aligning so those are the main factors that can cause increased blood clots in the vascular system or in your bloodstream and uh, we call that a hypercoagulable state so it clots up easily 
and then when you get a blood clot or a thrombus depending on where it uh, formulates it can travel downhill if it gets uh, ripped off of its base so if you get a clot in the leg we call that a DVT or a deep vein thrombosis if it travels and then that clot goes or sometimes it won't be in the deep veins it'll be in the superficial veins so then it's called a superficial thrombophlebitis <laughs> uh, those are more obvious so the DVTs sometimes will go unnoticed as just maybe a muscle ache or a leg cramp and it's usually the calf uh, very rarely is it the thigh it's usually the calf and they'll just feel like a deep ache or sore pain and then sometimes because of the inflammatory reaction around it the leg will the calf will start to get swollen and then more painful with the swelling and the pressure if it's in the superficial veins a superficial thrombophlebitis it'll it'll be red and hot you'll see a spot that's red and hot and you may even feel a hard kind of like little pebble or stone uh, underneath the skin and then if they get broken off the deep deep vein ones the DVTs if they get broken off and they travel up the venous system then they can go to your lungs and when it settles in the lungs and clots in the lungs we call that a pulmonary embolism because once it's been ripped off of its base and travels now it's an embolism not a thrombus the thrombus is formulated and the embolism is the traveling clot sounds like a band traveling band but it's traveling clot and that's a pulmonary embolism pulmonary embolism has a 50 percent mortality rate so half the people who get a pe or pulmonary embolism will die and uh, if it travels into up to the brain then it's a stroke and uh, we call that an occlusive stroke as opposed to a hemorrhagic stroke so an occlusive stroke is a clot so it's cut off the blood flow to the areas downstream whereas a, um, a hemorrhagic is um, a vessel that pops ruptures so those are all of the main ones and then a small percentage of people if they have like a heart valve a mechanical heart valve uh, they can potentially get clots on that mechanical heart valve and then that could get thrown off and cause problems also with emboli so I'm gonna stop there because this is ended up being a, a little longer than I anticipated I'm trying to keep these relatively short I am quite loquacious and I always have a lot of information to give on these topics so I'm gonna stop there that's part one on blood clots and we shall reconvene with part two on blood clots. Thank you for joining me on a, uh, a wintry, blustery, uh, snow-packed day. Ooh, geez, sorry, I almost dropped the phone. Here in New Jersey, New Jersey, I'm in Morganville today at the horse farm. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Can you see this pile of snow behind me? Where did it go? Actually, I can't even see it myself. <laughs> oh, there it is. Uh, I hope you have a great rest of your day. And uh, join me on the other platforms. Our YouTube channel is GYN Corner and the podcast, GYN Corner. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for joining Dr. McDaniel at GYN Corner all things health related for women. 
please subscribe and join us again soon for another episode.